across the United States. Tensions are running high amid the ongoing political crisis centered around Donald Trump. Uh, we all know that on Wednesday, January 6th, a well-organized insurrection, including mobs of far-right Trump supporters, stormed the U.S. Capitol building, the House, and the Senate, aiming to stop the congressional counting of votes for President-elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in the Electoral College, and it seems as well as to capture and harm members of Congress who did not bow to Trump's demands or agenda. And now we're being told that it is the FBI is warning that there may be violent armed protests at 50 state capitals beginning as early as this Sunday. Now, very few people were arrested during the breach of the Capitol. Five people died, um, really, as a result of the insurrection. If you contrast this with police treatment of Black Lives Matter protesters who were brutalized and arrested by the hundreds last summer during peaceful demonstrations. But as of today, only 82 people have been arrested so far because of the U.S. Capitol insurrection. Instead of outright condemning the rioters, Donald Trump expressed tacit support for them, saying, hours later, we love you, you're very special. Uh, now, what I'd like to do is, before we welcome uh, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, let's just go to a clip, um, really, of uh, Nancy Pelosi describing what some of her caucus went through. Let's is go to anybody that clip right running now. the executive branch of the government? Who is running the executive well, branch? Well, sadly, the person who's running the executive branch is a deranged, unhinged, dangerous president of the United States. And only a number of days until uh, we can be protected from him. Uh, but he has done something so serious uh, that there should be prosecution against him. Well, the, when the protesters were making the assault on the Capitol uh, before they even got to these doors, the uh, Capitol Police pulled me from the podium, and I was concerned because I said, no, I want to be here. And they said, well, no, you have to leave. I said, no, I'm not leaving. They said, no, you must leave. The staff went under the table, barricaded the door, turned out the lights, and were silent in the dark. Under the table Under this the whole time? table for two and a half hours. Wow. During which time they listened to the invaders banging on that door, as you can hear on a recording from one of the staffer's phones. I remember when Republicans in the Senate went to see Richard Nixon and said, it's over. That's what has to happen now. Well, I like the 25th Amendment because it gets rid of him. He's out of office. Uh, but there is strong support in the Congress uh, for impeaching the president a second time. This president is guilty of inciting insurrection. Uh, he has to pay a price for that. All righty. And now, very, very concerning there also, as you heard in our new headlines, there are two members of the House who have now tested positive uh, for COVID after being exposed to Republicans who were refusing to wear masks uh, as they were literally in hiding 
um, trying to save lives. What I'd like to do now is welcome back to Sojourner Truth Congresswoman Maxine Waters, who is considered by many to be one of the most powerful women in U.S. politics today. She's gained a reputation as being a fearless and outspoken advocate for women, children, people of color, and the impoverished. And she was elected in November 2018 to her 15th term in the U.S. House of Representatives with more than 70% of the vote. She represents the 43rd Congressional District of California. Congresswoman Maxine Waters, welcome back. Thank you so much, Margaret. It's so good uh, to hear you capture uh, you know, those statements from so many members who are explaining in so many different ways what has happened as uh, the Capitol has been attacked. Uh, this insurgency uh, that we all experience is overwhelming, is uh, devastating, uh, and uh, we're all trying, you know, to make sure that we continue the work of the government. At the same time, we've got to do some deep investigation about what happened with our Capitol Police. Uh, we've got to understand, uh, you know, why uh, all of these uh, domestic terrorists who showed up uh, were not identified early on, and they knew that they were coming and protected against it and all of that. And so here we are today, and we are going to take a vote on, you know, our attempt uh, to get Pence uh, to take some responsibility and uh, call together uh, the cabinet so that they can revoke the 25th Amendment that basically says uh, that the President of the United States is incapable of carrying out the presidential duties for whatever reason. And so we don't believe that uh, we're going to get support from the Trump party uh, to support this. But the Democrats certainly are going to be voting for it. They have an opportunity uh, to join in showing that they understand what has happened in this United States and how the Constitution has been ignored and our democracy has been undermined and our capital has been attacked. And, but they probably are not going to do it, but they have a chance to. And we would like and prefer that the president would retire, uh, would get out of office. He probably won't do that. He hasn't shown any leadership or that he cares. Uh, you know, this is his party. And so he's on his way down uh, in Texas uh, to talk about the wall uh, that he continues to support and build. And now we're forced with what we're going to do. Well, we're going to go for impeachment. And probably the impeachment resolution will be up on the floor tomorrow. And this will be the first president in the history of this country that will have been impeached two times. Because once we get it out of the House, he will have been impeached. And it's up to the Senate to then indict. Uh, and they may or may not do it. I don't know. But he will be impeached tomorrow. Yes, and Congresswoman Waters, of course, not only myself, but I'm sure all of our listeners just want to be assured how you're doing, that you're well. We know that you were in Washington, D.C., and I, I wondered if, if it's okay if you shared a little bit with us uh, that uh, moment uh, that you knew this armed insurrection was happening, was underway. Congresswoman well, I'm happy Waters. To, you know, I am so fortunate. You know, we were taking up the electoral vote. And so we were all, there was a, um, uh, a combined meeting uh, in the House, with the House and the Senate. It's called, you know, a joint session. We went into the joint session, 
they took up the first uh, uh, state, uh, which was Arizona, and it, the uh, electoral votes were objected to. And the member of the House who took it up also had the counterpart in the Senate who agreed. And under those conditions, then the House divides. And they went back to the Senate to do a two-hour debate. We stayed in the House to do a two-hour debate. I was in the gallery. I started listening to the debate and determined that I really kind of knew who was going to do the debate and what was going to be said. So I decided to get up out of the gallery and walk uh, to my um, to my office. I was alone. I didn't see any uh, officers or anybody along the way. And I walked all the way to my office. I finally saw some officers at the end of what is known as the tram. This is a little transportation system that was locked down. And so when I got to my office, turned on the television, there the protesters were at brief, you know, the, uh, the plaza, and uh, they were on to the steps. And I was shocked because I had an hour meeting with the police chief who guaranteed me that the plaza would be protected. That's the area around the Capitol. I grilled the police chief for one hour days before uh, this took place. And I asked him not only about the plaza, I asked him whether he had cooperation with the D.C. police. I asked him if he knew about the domestic terrorists that would be coming to town. The Proud Boys had been in town for a number of days. But I told him everybody knew that the white supremacists, Anon, uh, the KKK, uh, the Oath Keepers, all of them were going to be here. He assured me that they had it under control, and he didn't know uh, that uh, those, all of those names of the terrorist groups that I was mentioning were coming. They had a permitting process, and people were able to get permits uh, to be in certain locations, and they could only send the person in. They could. They didn't have to identify themselves as a group. A person could come in and get the permit for them, on and on and on. I could ask him if he could consider putting police on the top of the building, uh, because that's where assassinations take place. That's how, you know, people get targeted. And I reminded him of John Kennedy and of Martin Luther King, who had been assassinated from high buildings. On and on and on, hours, he assured me uh, that he knew what he was doing, that they had it under control, that the police would be stationed uh, where they needed to be. And so I was shocked. I finally got the police chief uh, as the protesters were breaking down the door, and I asked him, what the hell is going on? You promised me that you knew what you were doing and you had this under control. And all he said to me very calmly, we're doing the best we can. We're doing the best we can. And, of course, I hung up uh, exasperated uh, about what was taking place. I stayed in my office. We locked down. We got a call that they wanted us uh, to be led to the cannon building where those, all of those people were being brought together, all of the members. And that's where... Uh, you know, we had one of our members trying to get the Republicans to put on masks because so many of them were gathered in one room. I refused to go when they told me uh, that they was going to send somebody and they take me down. I said, no, I'm not going. I'm staying right here. We're locked in my office, and I'm not going to go. And so I didn't go to that room. And now it turns out at least we know now two of our members have contracted COVID-19. You know, uh, because the Trump party people will not wear masks. And so this is um, a very, very unfortunate time 
in the history of our country with the attack on the Capitol. The five people uh, who were dead, uh, you know, two of them officers, the one woman who was killed was from San Diego, and they found among her belongings that she was targeting me and Kamala Harris. This is so unfortunate. And so between, you know, this attack on our government, the undermining of the Constitution and our democracy, and then this non-attention of the COVID-19, where people are dying every day, and people of color, and poor people are really the ones who are taking the biggest hit on COVID-19. But the President of the United States doesn't give a damn. He does not care. He, is, he does not even relate uh, to these issues in any credible way. And so we're going to impeach him. We're going to send the message that we're not going to stop or we're not going to give up and that we're going to do everything that we can to get him out, no matter how limited the days are that he's to serve. Uh, because this dangerous man intends to keep up his organizing and control of all of these uh, domestic terrorists, uh, even when he's not the president anymore, because he thinks he can have a grip on this country and get them to do whatever he wants them to do. It is so sad and so unfortunate, but we're strong. And we are going to resist, and we are going to fight, and we are going to stand up for this democracy, and we are going to do deep investigation. And so I want the American people to know that despite this tragedy, we are on it, and we are not going to back away. Well, Congresswoman Maxine Waters almost called you Sister Maxine Waters. It seems as though the ancestors were with you on that day and kept you safe in terms of when you left and, and also your refusal to go to that crowded uh, room where, as you say, two of your colleagues have now been uh, diagnosed with uh, COVID. But Congresswoman uh, Waters, we are, first of all, you have been really warning the nation of this for so long. And it's shocking to find out, I mean, of, of how all of this could end up. You were long pressing uh, for Donald Trump's uh, removal, in, in, including supporting impeachment. But it's very disturbing that you spoke to the head there in, in charge of the Capitol Police, and you were assured, you you went spoke with him for an hour. Given your concerns, you had a gut feeling um, of what could possibly happen. What do you think went wrong? I mean, why weren't they listening uh, to you? And also, in all of the time that you have spent in Congress, it's now come out that there were some uh, Capitol Police that seemed sympathetic to the armed insurrectionists. And have you had any any experiences of, of discomfort or or racial tension uh, during the time that you were there with the members of the Capitol Police? Congressman oh, I, Waters. I had, we had, um, you know, uh, attempts to uh, help us understand, uh, you know, what was happening in that staff when some people have uh, filed complaints of discrimination uh, and some people have thought that, you know, their ability uh, to be treated fairly and to be advanced, despite the fact they had the years, they had experience, and younger uh, white officers were coming in that was getting hired. We had some of that, uh, but we had no uh, outward over treatment uh, that led us to believe that in something like this, we would have some of them literally desert us and join with the enemy. But obviously, uh, that some of that happened. I do think that the average rank and file uh, police officer 
uh, was out there on their own. They didn't have um, any um, protective gear. Uh, they didn't have helmets. They didn't have anything. And I think they were the victims who were left naked. But I think there is some complicity somewhere, uh, and I don't know exactly whether it was coming from, you know, the top of the police force, but I do understand very well uh, when uh, that has been identified some of the officers who joined with the protesters, because this has been the story of our life. This has been the story of black people who have had to de de depend on police departments all over the country uh, who have targeted us. And certainly the criminal justice system has never been fairly to us. And so many people coming out of those systems, we know, even though they work every day and they are not outward in how they relate to us, but uh, secretly they are. So I'm not surprised at all. And they tell me that there were uh, veterans and uh, military, uh, you know, persons and uh, uh, former police officers who showed their badges as they moved through uh, and joined in with um, with uh, the so-called protesters who were really, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the terrorists. And so, no, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, we find this to be true in our lives as black people. We're interacting with people at all levels of public and private uh, service uh, that uh, are, uh, are a racist. And systemic racist, racism cannot be denied. And the other thing that you must know is the uh, conversation and the conclusions about what would have happened if that had been Black Lives Matter uh, that was... Uh, you know, involved in just pro protest and not even uh, the kind of destructive protest. Uh, even the president of the United States, Biden, said, and I tweeted, uh, that they would have been treated a lot different. And some people are saying there would still be blood on the steps uh, being shot down. And so I'm not surprised at all. And I think that our investigation is going to unveil and to show that there were uh, that, that people that, that were part of the of the force, of the police force here on Capitol Hill that joined in with the protesters. Right, and Congresswoman Waters, we know you, you're up to your eyeballs. You have to dash in a few minutes, but two uh, quick things. One, I wondered if you have heard from or read any of the reports of how the black Capitol Police officers uh, were treated. I've, I've read some horror stories in, in which one guy just said he was called the N-word so many times and he just wept after it was all over. And also, I'm sure a lot of people in your constituency and across the country are very concerned uh, about kind of personal attacks. I mean, as a black person, as a person of color, you feel there's a target on your back. There were two people, one woman and one man, who was beat by Trump supporters uh, also on Wednesday in downtown Los Angeles for no other reason than them being black. And now we hear about these armed insurrectionists, these racists, really, um, showing up at 50 capitals across the nation. And, and do you feel that enough attention has been paid to what you and others have been trying to warn about, about this internal terrorist white supremacist threat within the United States? Just your final thoughts, Congresswoman Waters. Well, I have to tell you that um, I have, uh, and I am concerned about the ongoing attacks 
that will be occurring in different ways. I do know that the state legislatures are targeted, and that may be as soon as uh, a few days. Uh, the 17th has been identified, and of course the 20th is identified, the day of the inauguration, uh, that there will be uh, more uh, terrorist activity. Uh, and therefore, uh, us as, as black people, I am keenly uh, aware of and pay attention to security because I'm threatened to be killed all the time. And that was just a few days ago uh, that we got a call uh, from someone who advised us that he was going to kill me. We always turn that information in, uh, but I think we all must be alert uh, to the fact that uh, you may not be involved in the government. Uh, you may, uh, and the media uh, was attacked too. I have to tell you that their equipment was destroyed. Uh, they, uh, you know, took equipment away from uh, the journalist that was on the site, and they stomped on and destroyed equipment. So people have got to be concerned about these angry racists uh, that have been organized and emboldened by the president of the United States of America. And so I think that everybody should be uh, security conscious. And I think everybody should understand uh, that as long as uh, these terrorists, uh, domestic terrorists, are running loose, uh, that this country uh, is basically at risk in so many different ways. And so, and, and Margaret, I, I advise you to be careful also. Yes, and Congresswoman Waters, we remember with alarm when the white supremacists were threatening your office in uh, South Los Angeles and, and people from across the city uh, turned out to say, no way, we're going to protect our Congresswoman. So you please stay safe and well, and we are going to continue to be sending uh, positive uh, thoughts for your safety and also lift up the work that you've been doing and the speaking out that you have been doing for all of us. Congresswoman Maxine Waters, thank you so very much. And thank you so very much.